You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And yes, it is still Guardians Weekly in season. We have not begun the hot stove shows yet because the Guardians continue to play in the postseason. And as we record our show today, we're heading into Game 3 of the American League Division Series. The series all even up at one win apiece after two games in New York. A loss in the opener Tuesday, 4-1. to one. A win on Friday afternoon after the rainout on Thursday. Guardians with a 4-2 to two victory in Game 2 in extra innings. Isn't that typical of the 2022 season? So coming up on this week's show, we will give you a full recap of Game 1, including some of the pregame and postgame comments from players and manager Terry Francona. We'll do the same thing for Game 2 as well and get you ready for the weekend and perhaps more baseball ahead for the Guardians in the American League Championship Series if they can get past the Yankees here in the American League Division Series. So stay with us. We'll have more to come after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for Sports Stuff You Definitely Could Not Do. You could not have hit that field goal. Sorry, but it's true. 37 yards doesn't sound very far, but you'd be lucky to cover even a fraction of that. And that's in perfect conditions without 11 giant men trying to fold you like origami. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
it down. It's our time, it's our town, we should make it loud. Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, and this place will be jumping this weekend with Saturday's Game 3, a 7.37 first pitch, radio coverage starting at 7.05, and then Sunday, it is a definite now, there will be a Game 4 on Sunday, and that's a 7.07 first pitch with an airtime of 6.35 on the radio network. How did we get there? Well, Game 1, a lot of anticipation heading into the series for the Guardians after taking care of the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League Wild Card Series, a two-game series sweep, and that set the stage for the Game 1 starters for the Guardians. Cal Quantrill able to start for Cleveland because he did not have to pitch a Game 3 in the Wild Card, and he was going up against Garrett Cole, the ace for the Yankees, and we caught up with Quantrill prior to the game, and he talked about managing his emotions pitching on the big stage in the Big Apple. Uh, I don't want to just say I don't want to say the nothings, but you really you just treat it like another game. Um, the number of fans, the, the the loudness of the stadium shouldn't change how you prepare and, and how you try and execute pitches. And we'll have a good game plan, and we'll go out and we'll we'll do our absolute best to uh, throw the pitches where we want and and kind of let let the game happen. And the way your season progressed, it seemed like you were throwing just like so many others in that rotation about as well as you did all year at the end. and Did you feel that way at the end and, and still feel that way? Yeah, I think we're, we were rolling at the end. Um, bull, bullpen was lights out, and the, hit, the hitters were you know had come together and found their identity, and I think us in the rotation just knew that our job was to eat innings and allow the team to win, and you know I do, I do feel like we pitched really well towards the end. And as you take a look through the scouting reports, uh, how challenging is, is the Yankees lineup, and what are some of the things that, that you really try and keep an eye on with these guys? Yeah, they're a good lineup. They got a lot of power. Um, I think they know how to play at this ballpark. That being said, uh, we you know we've played them before. We've played a lot of good teams. Um, I think that you try and take the uh, the emotion out of it, look objectively at what they do and how we can combat that, and pitch to our strengths and, and focus on just one pitch at a time and getting them out. And you're one of the few who's been in the game for a little bit who could probably manage that pretty well. So many young players, but it doesn't seem to have mattered for this team. And, and do you still see that as you start to make your way through the postseason here? Yeah, I don't think the moment feels too big for us. Um, we're here. We worked hard to get here. We earned this. We earned the right to play in this game. And I think the boys are excited. There's a lot of energy. It's a young team. Um, you know, it's almost like uh, we're too busy ha- having fun to, to worry too much about, you know, the crowds and the pressure and all the things that, you know, people like to talk about. Okay, I'll have a good one tonight. Thanks for coming by. Perfect. Thank you. So Tuesday night, game one got underway, and on the mound, Quantrill looked sharp early. Here is the 0-2 pitch, and he caught the outside corner. Strike three called on a cutter. 
So Aaron Judge, who set a new American League record with 62 home runs. How about the Yankee tradition? The Babe hit 60. Roger Maris hit 61. Aaron Judge this year hit 62. All Yankee right fielders. But Cal Quantrill locks up Judge with a good cutter on the outside corner. Anthony Rizzo, very good at working the count and drawing walks. Now the 1-2. Swing and a miss. Again, one upstairs with a fastball. And a couple of strikeouts to start the game. And if Cal Quantrill is rusty, having not pitched in a week, he doesn't look like it. No score in the second. First and second, one out. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, the right-handed hitting shortstop. And he swings, grounds one to second. Jimenez to second one. Rosario turns the inning-ending double play. So Cal Quantrill gets in a jam and works out of it with a 4-6-3 twin killer. On the other side, the Guardians made Cole work hard in the first two innings, driving up his pitch count, and then in the third, they broke through for the game's first run, courtesy of Stephen Kwan. The next pitch, and it's hit high, hit deep to right. It's got a chance. Gone! Stephen Kwan with a towering blast to the seats in right. And Garrett Cole gave up the most home runs in the league, 33. And the most unlikely of Cleveland Guardians to take him deep has pounded one into the seats and right. Stephen Kwan putting the Guardians on top, one to nothing. Later on in the third inning, they loaded the bases with only one out. But Garrett Cole managed to get out of it. And then in the bottom of the inning, the Yankees even things up. Harrison Bader facing Quantrill. Now the payoff, swinging a drive into deep left field, and this game is tied. Of all people, it's Harrison Bader. Yankee fans saying, what are we doing trading for a guy that can't play because of a bad foot? Well, he just tied the game up with a line drive home run to left. He had five home runs all year. And the number nine hitter, has made it a 1-1 game. In the fifth, a Guardians error led to a go-ahead sack fly by Yankees catcher Jose Trevino. That put New York on top 2-1. And then in the sixth inning, it was the dangerous Anthony Rizzo at the plate with a runner aboard. Quantro's ready. Here's the payoff pitch to Rizzo. Swing and a drive. High and deep to right. This ball is gone. And the Yankees make it a 4-1 to one game. Anthony Rizzo with a towering blast to right. A two-run home run that puts New York in command as Tito Francona will make a call to the bullpen here in inning number six. And that would be enough as Cole and the Yankees' bullpen kept the Guardians' offense quiet and Clay Holmes came on for New York to try and close out the game in the ninth. Now the 2-1. Swing and a fly ball to center. This will do it. Bader will make the catch, and the Yankees win game one of this best-of-five series. The final was New York 4 and Cleveland 1. After the game, Guardians manager Terry Francona met with the media following the game one loss. Terry, what did you think of Quantrill tonight? Um, you know, his line's not going to look as good because of the last home run. 
I thought he was throwing the ball really well early. Made a mistake to Bader. Let him back in the count and then made a mistake that cost him a run. But I thought his stuff was good. I thought he threw his cutter slider off of his fastball, especially early. Got Rizzo to 3-2 and threw him a cutter that didn't end up where it was supposed to. You guys had your chances early against Cole. What what happened there, and how did he sort of settle down in your mind? I thought we did a really good job early, you know, driving this pitch count up, and then he had a real quick fourth inning that kind of got him back into the game where he was able to actually go out for the seventh. We had a real good opportunity. You know, we had bases loaded um, and, and, and didn't cash in, so that, that doesn't help, but he – He's got pretty good stuff. I mean, you watch the game. He's got velocity. He spins the ball. Pretty tough to to get a beat on. You mentioned that fourth inning. Yankees made a couple of nice plays there. They haven't. The Yankees haven't always been known for a team that plays great defense. Right now, that stronger defensive team. How much right now is that a part of what makes them difficult to beat? Their defense and athleticism. Well, that, that's part of what why they're better than they were before. Um, I hope it doesn't lead to a win next game. That's you know, it's they're they're a much better defensive team. That's that's for sure. That's stating the obvious. Uh, you mentioned driving Cole's pitch count up early with the Yankees' questions in their bullpen. Would you say that that was a priority for your team tonight and might be going forward? Well, a priority is to score and to to stay ahead. But when we have at bats like that, you know, longer at bats, that that's a good sign. Just it'd be nice to have some runs on the scoreboard, also. But again, if he's at sixty after three, we're doing some things right. Just like I said, he he had a quick fourth, and then kind of settled in. And he's got kind of he can have overwhelming stuff. You know, you, he starts to speed you up, then he spins it. It can get tough. There was a lot of talk about how your young team would handle the atmosphere that is Yankee Stadium for a postseason game. Just generally, how did you think you guys responded to that? I, I get asked that every, like, once a week because it's always everything, – everything we do is new because they're young. I mean, it was a fantastic atmosphere. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with being nervous as long as it doesn't get in the way of what you're doing. And our guys, they just – they like to play baseball. They just got beat tonight. We got beat tonight. We'll – We'll come back again, hopefully in a couple days, and see if we can do better. Anything else for Tito? We'll finish up with Barry. Could you just talk about what a nice young player Quan is? He is an extremely good young player and probably an even better kid, which says a lot because he's a really good player. I know he probably says rookie on the whatever, but he's not. He's beyond his experience. Tito, thanks so much. Appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. And we also had a chance to catch up with Stephen Kwan after his Game 1 home run, and he talked about some of the challenges facing the Yankees' ace, Garrett Cole. Yeah, uh, we had faced Garrett Cole a couple times before, and uh, he had he had done really well against us. The biggest thing was just trying to be aggressive in the zone. He's going to throw a lot of strikes. He's got obviously great stuff, so just taking chances in the zone and then just trying to be weary of the off speed was was kind of the big stuff 
How much do you guys go to school on, on early game at-bats that, that may help you down the road as the game progresses and he stays in there? I think at least for me that helps a lot. Um, I can kind of relive the at-bat in my head. I kind of remember the emotions and like what I saw, what I felt during those, and then obviously see what works. Like If I rolled over or was late on it, it'd be like, okay, just be a little earlier on the fastball, just kind of stuff like that. Your home run comes uh, early in the game, snaps a scoreless tie, but what's that feeling when you're around the bases first run of, of the new series uh, for you yeah no it was big um it definitely felt good to to just help the team um I didn't hit obviously as well as I'd like to in that Tampa series and luckily we had some some really timely hitting but it just felt good to you know help my teammates out kind of seeing the bench everybody's going crazy um yeah it was just a good start for sure you kind of alluded to it uh, just to, about that mindset that you have when when uh, you're going through the game uh, mentally it just seems like you're, you're extremely strong for a young player uh, where did that start for you and how much has that been a help to you as your career has progressed either college or, or pro yeah no it all started uh, my freshman year of college um, it's kind of when things started to unfold um, I had a first couple games uh, my first game was actually against Zach Plesak which was funny um, and I remember very vividly like I was super nervous at the play heart was beating out of my chest um, tried to take like a deep breath and I would almost like choke on my own breath so I didn't play very well that game and I knew something had to change um and I had a great hitting coach there Tyler Graham who kind of talked me through the the mental side of the game he kind of had the same thing he would play in the big leagues as well with Diamondbacks and he told me the same exact feelings that he had and uh, how meditation helped him and I think the biggest thing I get out of it is um just identifying thoughts as they pop into my head like for instance yesterday like they had the blackout in the stadium and it's like oh man like this is crazy like just identifying like this is the division series this is like normal you're a little nervous like you're nervous because you care um just kind of accepting those thoughts not pushing them to the back of your head and like discounting them just identifying for what they are and then being able to to move on with it so maybe along those lines uh, here's a rarity it seems like over the last month the guardians trying to bounce back from a loss which hasn't happened very often what are some of the keys to that as you get ready for game two yeah i think one of the things that can bounce in my head is just like don't try to do too much um we're down in the series and people might feel like they have to do more than they normally do i think if we can just do our job keep our head down and again do what we do all year play for each other i think things will fall into place Stephen, as always thanks for the time yeah appreciate it thank you and when we return, we'll recap Game 2 as the Guardians tried to even up the series in New York. They had to wait a little bit before heading back to Cleveland, but the outcome certainly turned out in their favor. That's coming up as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox, and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So, why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland as the Guardians prepare for Game 3 of the American League Division Series against the New York Yankees. Great to have you with us for Baseball Talk on the radio. And as we look back at the week gone by, Game 2 in New York was supposed to be Thursday night, but wet weather in the Big Apple forced the game to be pushed to Friday afternoon. And before the game, manager Tito Francona talked with Tom Hamilton about that extra day of rest and the effect it might have on his ball club. Tito, it feels like we've been here a month. Hammy, I woke up this morning, and I was kind of grumpy. And I'm just thinking, like, God, we haven't won a game in a week. Well, you know what? We haven't played. <laughs> and I kind of had, but it has that feeling. You know, like we've been in New York since Sunday night. You know, it's kind of wearing on you a little bit. So it'll be nice to play a game. It's going to be a good day. And then ho- hopefully we play a bunch of games in a row. With that being said, what is your level of concern, Tito, the fact that you haven't had games and guys haven't got a whole lot to do when you're in a city? You know, that's a good point. So we brought them out every day, and it wasn't punishment, but you just don't want them sitting in a hotel. Yeah. Now, the Yankees have been doing a lot of sitting around, too. I mean, they didn't play before we got here, but it's a little different when you're not cooped up in hotel, which I think doesn't help. But our guys will be okay. I don't think the outcome of the game is going to be determined by when we play or when we didn't play. What does this do now? Obviously, Shane Bieber is pitching today. Tristan McKenzie goes tomorrow as planned. Have you made a determination on Sunday and Monday? Should we get to that point? You know, Hammy, I I was probably lukewarm on the idea of even thinking about Bieber coming back on short rest. Not because I don't think he can pitch. I think he's really good. I just, what he's been through, I just, I had some concerns, and Carl had some too, and we'd have had to see where that start went before we even thought about it. So, and I'm okay with the way things are. Uh, Quantrill would go, what is today, Friday? Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. I got my days all mixed <laughs> up. Too. And then Savali would pitch the last game, and that kind of gives him a now a, an end point that he can shoot for because it's been hard for him because he's been bouncing around. I know it's not a must win. It isn't until it is. How do you then approach it with your bullpen? You kind of feel like in a short series, every game, you got you, you, you try to win. That's yeah. kind of it. Now, you have to remember our goal is to win three. It's not to win one. It's not to win two. But when you have a chance to win, you try to win. Does it help? That you had maybe a couple of days off? Does it kind of put the loss in the rearview mirror and almost feels like a, a different week ago? Well, it certainly feels like a week ago. Um, I'd rather be sitting on a win. Yeah. But you know what, Hammy? I just don't I – th- I think if you allow things to get in the way, they're going to get in the way. So what do we do? We try to adjust like we always do and go play. 
Shane Bieber today, you can't feel much better than having him on the mound, can you? It's it's a good day when you can put his and then we got we got Mackenzie following. But I feel that way about all our guys. It's just I mean, and I guarantee you they do too. That's just the way you're built. Well, it was the Yankees who struck early, bottom of the first, a runner on Giancarlo Stanton at the plate facing Shane Bieber. Stanton awaiting the three two pitch. Every pitch has been away to Stanton. Here it comes. Swung on, hit a ton to right. Forget about it. Well, again, pitched him away, and Stanton, of course, saw nothing but pitches away and clobbers a two-run home run to right. And New York has a 2-0 first-inning lead. And the club that hit the most home runs in baseball, 254. Well, they have hit three in nine innings against Cleveland in this American League Division Series. And the Yankees looked for more in that third inning as they had loaded the bases and they were trying to really move out to a big advantage early on in that third inning, but the Guardians' defense came through in a big way. The payoff pitch, swung on, line drive to left, Quan coming on, makes the running catch right below the knees! And the Gold Glove left fielder, or at least he should be, has maybe saved the game for Cleveland. What a play by Quan in left. Then in the fourth, the Guardians looking for a little of that two-out magic with two men on, and Andres Jimenez delivered. The 0-2 pitch, sidearm breaking ball, looped to shallow right. That gets down for a base hit. Racing around third, heading for home is Naylor. Judges throw, sails back to the screen. Naylor scores. Into third goes Miller. And Jimenez, with an RBI single, has put Cleveland on the board. It's now the Yankees 2 the Guardians won on the RBI base hit by Jimenez, who ends up at second base. Then in the fifth, Ahmed Rosario let things off with a big blast. Now the 1-0 pitch. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball to center. This is hit well. Back on it is Bader. He's looking up, and it's into the bullpen. Home run, Rosario. And with one swing, we are tied at two. Ahmed Rosario with his second hit in the game. It's a home run. His first postseason home run. And the Guardians have battled back. They've tied it after falling behind 2-0. It was hit well, but it just kept on carrying and carrying to a fairly deep part of this ballpark and ended up in the Yankee pen. And on the mound, after the two runs in the first inning, thanks to the Stanton home run, Shane Bieber really settled in, and he got back on track and was still out there in the sixth. Bieber nibbling a little, getting ahead in the count, now trying to make that perfect pitch, and the tank may be empty. He's had 97 pitches. Obviously, these are high-leverage pitches in the postseason from pitch one. This is no ordinary June afternoon game. Now the payoff. Swing and a miss. Struck him out as he came back with the cutter. And Bieber has struck out seven. Following Bieber out of the Guardians' bullpen was Trevor Steffen, and he had it all working against a tough Yankees lineup. Aaron Judge. Lifetime against Cleveland in the postseason. Two for 35 with 26 strikeouts in 35 at-bats against Cleveland pitching when facing the Guardians or the Indians in October. 
Now the one-two delivery. Swing and a miss. The golden sombrero. And Judge is hearing boos. Well, of course he should be hearing them. He hasn't homered in over a week. That's unbelievable. Now the payoff pitch. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. A wicked splitter that went down and in to Rizzo. And Stefan has struck out all four Yankees today. And his split finger today has been devastating. Seven in the books. Cleveland and New York deadlocked at two. In the eighth, James Karinchek struggled a bit with his command. He walked three Yankees to load the bases. So Tito made the move early to Emmanuel Classe, who came on trying to keep the game tied. LeCastro's at third, Donaldson at second. Kiner Falefa at first. All Yankee base runners were able to get on board with walks. Now the two-strike pitch to Higashioka. A swing and a shot to third. Caught by Ramirez. An 0-2 slider. And Higashioka lines out to Ramirez at third. We'll go to the ninth. Cleveland and New York still deadlocked at two. The Guardians could not score in the top half of the ninth inning, and Class A was back out there in the bottom of the ninth trying to send the game to extra innings. Right-hander against right-hander. Winning run at first, two down. Class A's ready. He fires. A swing and a ball bounced up the middle. Fielder behind second. Jimenez flips to Rosario at second. We've got extra innings. 2-2 after nine. So it was on to the 10th, and in the top half of the 10th inning, remember, postseason, no ghost runner, as you see in the regular season. But Jose Ramirez got things started doing what he does best. The 2-1 pitch. Swung on. Popped him up. Shallow left. Racing out is Cabrera, and diving is the left fielder, and Cabrera can't get it, and throws the ball to second, and it gets away. Ramirez to third, beats the throw with a head-first slide. Cabrera charging in from left, could not make the catch. Then threw wildly to second as Ramirez was hustling out of the box. The throw went into right field as Donaldson and Kiner Falefa going out and Cabrera coming in could not make the play. Cabrera had the best shot at it. Donaldson actually made that throwing error. He picked up the loose ball. And now the infield is in with a go-ahead run at third. And then Oscar Gonzalez stepped in, trying to put the Guardians in front. Go ahead, run at third, nobody out, infield in. Outfield, medium deep, straight away. The set, the pitch. Breaking ball swung on a blooper to right. Coming on is Judge, and it drops a base hit. In to score is Ramirez, and the Guardians take a 3-2 lead in the 10th. How many times have we seen the kid do it? Oscar Gonzalez gets down in the count 0-2, then shortens up the swing, goes with the pitch, and delivers an RBI single to right. And Cleveland has a lead on two balls that were not hit hard, but they put the bat on the ball, something they again did all season long. Best contact rate, lowest strikeout rate, and it's come to pay dividends here in the 10th. And looking for insurance, it was up to Josh Naylor to try and get the job done. Again, a full count on Naylor with nobody out in the 10th. 
The pitch, runner goes, pitch is swung on, ripped towards center field. On the run is Bader, it's over his head! It'll go to the wall! Gonzalez is on his way to third. He is coming home. Here's the threat of the plate. Not in time! In with a head first slide. And an RBI double to center as Josh Naylor burned the gold clover, Harrison Bader. And the Guardians take a 4-2 lead. That was it in the top half of the 10th. And now a two-run lead, and Classe came back out for the bottom of the 10th inning, pitching in a third different inning, trying to send the series back to Cleveland, tied at one win apiece. Now the 0-2 pitch. A swing and a tamper by the mound, charged by the second baseman. Jimenez throws to first. Ball game! And this best-of-five series is now a best-of-three, tied at a game apiece. The Guardians go 10. And their improbable run continues with a 4-2 win over the New York Yankees before a stunned sellout crowd here at Yankee Stadium. So what a ball game. And when we come back, we'll hear from Terry Francona and Josh Naylor following the big win in Game 2. That's coming your way next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. You could not have turned that double play. If you think you could dive, then spin, then launch a perfect throw 120 feet, you must be forgetting that you get dizzy when you stand up too fast sometimes. If you tried to throw that hard, that would be the last thing you did with your arm before shoulder surgery. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for Guardians Weekly as we continue in uh, baseball playing mode. We don't have to go to the postseason hot stove shows just yet, and hopefully that's a long ways off here as the Guardians try and make this a in October and maybe early November to remember. And a big reason why there's some optimism now, the big win in Game 2 on Friday afternoon against the Yankees to even up this best-of-five American League Division Series at one win apiece. And following that 4-2 10-inning win, Tito Francona met with the assembled media in New York. Tito, you've been in this game for decades and decades. Long time. But to you, a game like this. Thanks, you, man. That's a good way to start. Can you take us through just the emotions you're feeling in the dugout, the anxiety? I can usually tell the anxiety by the uh, – wads of gum and tobacco that are in front of me that was that was a pretty big pile that's i I don't know i actually i kind of enjoyed today because we we hung around i kept thinking we're gonna find a way hosey's probably the only player in baseball that ends up on third in that ball he got that coming out of the box and then he had the wherewithal to to know where you know 
that he could get to third. It, that, that was pretty remarkable. Hey, Terry, your usage of Class A this year, is that kind of with the playoffs in mind, maybe extend him a little bit more in a big game like this? And does it kind of remind you at all of the Papelbon usage way back in 07 with the Red Sox? Oh, boy, I can barely remember last week. Way back, right? Um, you know, what? It, 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 it changes. I mean, you, you don't necessarily – we don't script it out. I know that's kind of a popular saying. But, I mean, when you look at it, Class A threw, I think, three more pitches than Karinczak. So if, if he's not in a dangerous area, if he still looks effective, we're able to send him back out. If we hadn't scored, we weren't going to send him back out. But when we scored, he, he, that's, that's why we sent him. Just try to make the best decisions you can. What do games like this do for your blood pressure? I think my blood pressure was already kind of bad, so it's okay. <laughs> I had that taken care of well before the game. Just what did you think of Bieber today? I thought he was really good. You know, he, he, he tried to go down in the way to Stanton, and he went up. And Stanton's so dangerous, especially in this ballpark, because he knows he can reach those seats. Other than that, he didn't really give up anything. I thought he was terrific. And also after the game, Josh Naylor, who had a gutty performance in Game 2, talked about the effort of his ball club. We just try to find a way on base anyway, anyhow. If it's a blue pit, it's a blue pit. If it's a hard hit, single, double, whatever the case is, we just we just try to hustle, um, try to make things happen on the field, try to put pressure on the defense, and that's just really kind of our mentality, just play hard until the end. And was it a hard day to hit with the sun and the shadows the way they were? A little bit. Um, shadows can benefit the pitchers a lot, but no excuse. We just, it was, I think it was a really good pitching day for both sides. Yeah, I think Bieber did phenomenal. He's always our, our guy who does great. I mean, our whole staff does, does crazy good all the time. But, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was a good game all around. The third row on your left, Josh. Josh, what's the feeling going back to Cleveland, even at a game apiece? It's great. Um, we obviously want to play in Cleveland, uh, play in front of our fans. We have the best fans in baseball. Um, we're excited to go back as a team, excited to get on this plane ride and, uh, you know, just kind of enjoy the moment, enjoy the win today, and then get locked back in tomorrow. Fourth row on your right, Josh. Josh, what can you say about the job Emmanuel Classe did today and what he's meant to you guys all season? Yeah, he's he's lights out all the time. Um, it's kind of hard to describe how good that guy is. He just he always comes through for us. We we can rely on him at any point in the game. He went two and a few in, two and a few this today, and then I think was it the first wild card game? That was his first time going two innings or something like that. That was crazy. Um, and the fact that he's still throwing a hundred after two innings is nuts. Um, he's a great pitcher, and we're, we're thankful we have him. What are you thinking when you're trying? To, you're scoring the first run. I think the first run from I don't know if it was scored from second mm-hmm. or, or first. What's going through your mind? Um, base hit, and I honestly just want to get the, the RBI for my teammate. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. I want to try to score and just be as fast as I can for that guy to, to get around the board for the team and for him individually. We just, we, we play hard for each other. That's just like our mentality here. And it's not about any specific individual. We just, we want to win together. So there it is, a look at the week gone by and what a week it has been. There's been some rain. It's, it's really been a microcosm of the regular season. There was a rain out and a come-from-behind win and an extra-inning win for the Guardians uh, playing their style of play in Game 2 to take a 4-2 to win in 10 innings and square the series up at one win apiece. So still some baseball left for Cleveland. They're hoping a lot more baseball is on the table as uh, it has been quite a run so far, and it should be quite a weekend at Progressive Field as the Guardians take on the Yankees. That's going to do it 
for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for all of his help in putting together our show each week. And we're not sure where we're going to be next week, but we hope it's still in baseball season mode as the postseason could be continuing. If we join you in that situation next week, that means the Guardians are in the American League Championship Series. So uh, we'll see what happens this week. But it's been a fun ride so far, and, and who knows how long it will last. You wouldn't put anything past this ball club this season. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 